Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of What the Pell. Today we're here with Ayla. Ayla, uh, who are you? Oh, diving into it right away. Yeah, hey? we just get right into it. Who am I? That is a great question. Um, I would say I'm, I'm 29 from the prairies and for work, mm -hmm. I do videos. So weddings, okay. events, things like that. Um, but that's such a small part of, like, our jobs are such a small part of who we are. Yeah. I would say I'm a deep thinker. I'm someone who loves to have fun, but I need people to help pull me out into it. Okay. And I love learning, growth, overcoming. Just have, like, a vision for where I want my life to go. And I'm just trying every day to get there. Yeah? yeah. Where is it? 50? 50. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about this yeah. before. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people struggle with the idea of aging, mm -hmm. especially like your youth is so valued or you live in this area yeah. and you feel to get everything done in your life before you get married and have kids because then it's over. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, you know, I thought about that for a long time and turning 30 in a couple months here and like why can't I look forward to being older why mm -hmm. can't I look forward to being 50 yeah but what would it take like who do I want to be at 50 mm -hmm. and that's so still oh go ahead <laughs> you look forward to 50 I do look forward to being that's 50. sweet yeah yeah, I think I've only personally realized like the getting older thing like the last two years I'm like oh shoot I'm I'm getting close to 30 and then you see people in like their mid thirties and you're like, oh, that looks like it's all right. It actually looks pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to, like aging does not have to suck. It does not yeah. mean that you're stuck in a rut. I feel like I've seen so many people who are like thirties, forties, fifties, just they're miserable. They're grumpy. Mm -hmm. they, 10 years go by and they haven't changed at all. Yeah. And gross. Like I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're still wearing like same clothes they wore when they were like 18 they still got Volcom t-shirts and billabong t-shirts and skater shoes tips or, yeah. yeah i mean i'll still be wearing vans probably when i'm 50 oh, years old that's but... fine but even like that's just outside stuff too yeah right yeah um so what do you want to like compared to where you see yourself yeah. now what are the things that hey i'm whatever almost 30 uh by the time i'm 50 i hope i i mm. this is the thing i hope for yeah i guess i'm gonna reframe that okay um so back to my being 50 story. I get, okay, no, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You'll indulge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, so when I think about being 50, I want to be like the word alive comes to mind mm -hmm. and I want to be wise and have something to offer the people around me, whether that's people that are younger, the people that are even older than me. I want to have stories to share. Okay. And I also want to be in a space where like my health is in a good spot. Mm -hmm. And just like if you view yourself as like the entirety of who you are, like you're, you have a body, you have a mind, you have emotions, you have a spirit, you know, you can take care of all these things. Yeah. As you age, imagine who you could be at 50 at 50. Yeah, that's where do you think you get that from? Like, where is that from? I'm gonna move that. 
now pull it back to you, but keep it the same distance. Heck yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's better. Good. Yeah, okay. that's better. <laughs> um, where did that come from? Like that yeah. idea? Just my mind. Yeah. Just thinking. Dang. So do you, do you have any like, like, was it your life experiences? Like for me? Yeah. For me, and then I'm only saying this just to compare it to see if it's similar. For me, like the last probably two, three years, it's really like hit me that, oh, like this thing ends eventually. And then sometimes it's like you limit your life experiences based on expectation or based on, um, you know, like the outside sources where your brain is actually telling you, you know, within reason, like obviously you got to buffer certain things, but your, your brain is saying, hey, you know what, this is kind of the person you are a little bit. And this, these are experiences you're seeking. Um, maybe they don't align with everybody else's experience, whether it's traveling. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, people limit themselves and things like yeah. that. Um, in my head, I'm like, hey, I want to get all I can out of this by the time I'm done. Right. Would you say your, your perspective mm. is similar or different? I would say I'm stepping into that more now. Okay. What you're, what you've shared about like not living almost with no regrets. Mm. Right. And not living to fit into your community's box or the expect expectations that people may have of you. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would say now I'm starting to step into that, but this previous thought of being 50 is just seeing, um, I guess people in my life people that I'm surrounded with, just, I don't to stuck yeah and i think the person at 50 like i can imagine you at 50 years old with your you know your wisdom and your knowledge and your life experience um just from my perspective it's probably going to be someone that feels a little bit as, as bad as it sounds worth talking to a little bit you know i think we all know that person well, who's <laughs> 50 years old and has been kind of so rigid and yeah uh all that stuff and then you get there and you're like, oh, there's not much interesting here, mm. though. Like, yeah. you're happy and that's completely fine. But I, I just don't find much yeah. interesting here. Um, yeah. Or like wisdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wisdom has a huge cost. Yeah. I was going to say, what is your what is your thoughts on things like wisdom in terms of knowledge that you get? You go after it, like reading kind of wisdom mm. compared to life experience wisdom. Do you, would That's you, a good question. Would you weigh them as equal or would you weigh? Oh, experience, hands down. Do you weigh more than yeah. reading? Reading is important. I love reading. Yeah. I read like self-help non-fiction books all the time. Um, but it's one thing just to have head knowledge. Mm -hmm. But it's another thing to have like experience, heart knowledge. Uh, yeah, other experiences you've been through that give you wisdom, pain that you've gone through usually pain pain is a great teacher unfortunately but <laughs> yeah there yeah like wisdom comes at a cost yeah it's and you can tell i think on a person too mm -hmm. like when it's true wisdom especially now with social media you can you can almost you could say whatever you wanted online mm. but when you meet a person face to face i think humans are pretty good at identifying like human shared human experiences or even not shared human experiences but the knowledge of oh that is that is a real thing for them um yeah where you can you can write online oh i did i did this and i went on this and yeah. i have this and you meet them in person you're like wait a sec there's something that's not equaling out here yeah yeah that's fair that's cool so by 50 you're gonna be doing that 
oh, hopefully sooner. But yeah, this this vision of fifty is just uh, the decisions I make today. I had make with that in mind. That's cool. That's cool. And how long have you kind of thought like that for? It's been probably the last year, two years. It's pretty new. Um, and that came with the fear of turning 30. Okay. Um, and feeling like, is my life on the path that I want it to be on? Have I accomplished the things I thought I only had 10 years to accomplish? Yeah. Um, and then just saying like, no, I don't want to. Why do I have to sway or think this way? Like, it's such a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. So what can I do? to or how can i change it how has it changed like for you it's um it's given me direction focus i would say um a big part of it is and like with meeting you a big part of it started with the physical aspect because mm-hmm. i didn't want to be 50 and immobile or constantly in pain mm-hmm. or you know just not able to like if i have kids or grandkids at that time to not be able to share my life with them uh, yeah now it's not just robbing you of experience yeah, true and, and wisdom yeah. now it's potentially robbing if, if you neglect it obviously yeah. there's certain things out of your control but or my control too <laughs> but yeah. it's it almost feels like now i'm you know i know what this person meant to be meant to me or didn't mean to me i want to provide or not provide that for them but i'm unable to because of this condition i'm in yeah and i mean nothing is ever guaranteed yeah. even if i like do all this work now you never know what yep um but it started with like starting to take care of my physical health i had a back injury mm-hmm. um when i was 24 and that sucked what happened like what how... happened yeah <laughs> um well i decided to start working out because I had never really done it before, and it scared the shit out of me. I can say shit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Hey, you can um, say anything. It's, okay, I, I always put it under explicit, <laughs> so you can say whatever you want. Even if awesome. there's no swears, I'm like, still. Explicit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and I didn't want that to, like, I knew I, yeah, you just need to take care of yourself, right? And that is, physical health is a part of it. So I decided to sign up for a gym, I think my first or second time doing like weighted squats and deadlifts Mm. we can talk about that another time but (laughs) (laughs) um like wrecked my back and this was your first time first time oh right on good introduction to the world of uh, physical fitness fitness and like yeah taking care of your body so Mm -hmm. i after that session i got home and like my back felt a little funny and then the next day i could not get out of bed Mm. And it was like almost two weeks, I think, just immense pain. And like my boyfriend at the time had to like come in the morning, get me out of bed, help me out. Really? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that is that is not fun. No. Especially, yeah, especially that being your first experience too. Like, yeah, if you're talking about experiences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not such a great one. Um. Okay, I met you, I think the first time I remember meeting you was actually at a friend of mine, his wedding. I yes, think that's the first yes, time, right? Yeah. Were you in in pain already at that point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So how, in, in events like that with your job and stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll get into yet, but mm-hmm. how did you manage coping with that pain in jobs like that? Because it's mm. as a videographer and I think photographer too, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, 
you're in you're trying to get angles you're trying to you're yeah. moving around constantly yeah. like a day like that oh. in that day itself i mean i had no idea if you were but were you in pain at, at, on that day itself as well um nothing terrible i was like nothing okay. stands out uh there was one wedding i filmed where i was not doing well and i mostly do video for weddings and they the equipment is way heavier mm-hmm. you're like holding gimbals out all day right you're gear you even have to haul around like oh i'm so jealous of photographers sometimes there's mm-hmm. little cameras yeah a bunch of wimps eh? yeah oh my gosh we can get into that too later <laughs> yeah yeah we'll talk shit about them in a second <laughs> um i think the podcast before like yours is going to come out i think is a, another photographer so yeah I'll, perfect. I'll message him and let him know <laughs> yeah hey no i'm just kidding. yeah um i do love photographers i'm just jealous of them sometimes <laughs> yeah um but that wedding, yeah, I think I felt okay. Um, but every, because I never knew when it would get re-injured. I never knew, you know, if I, because oftentimes something would happen, but I wouldn't feel it in the moment. It would be the next day where I'd wake up and be in terrible pain. Okay. So just lived in a lot of fear of when am I going to hurt myself next? Um, and will I be able to do the jobs that I have? Will I be able to show up for my life? Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's a scary place to be. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, did you, uh, in that time, I'm sure, I mean, you're physically combating this thing and then I'm sure mentally, like, you're obviously mentally combating it. Um, did it feel like kind of the end of things in a way? Like, was there, was there hopelessness in there or did you, were you able to maintain kind of, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get through this kind of attitude or what would yeah. that look like from your end? Oh, it was up and down for sure. Very emotional. I would say the emotional part of it was almost worse in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with a mom who had a lot of back pain. That really limited her. And I did not want the same for me. Mm-hmm. Actually, if that's what started me on this journey of physical health too, is seeing my mom so much pain, not wanting to put my family through that, future family. Um, so then when I did hurt my back, it felt like, like i'm trying to avoid this and this is what happened to me yeah um yeah and that's gets i uh it's that's an interesting topic in itself because i think people something like that happens to them and mm-hmm. they equate it as genetics right they equate it as this and they don't necessarily see those red flags of or they don't maybe want to always admit it that the person that they you know is their family member or they care about in one way or another yeah. or has some sort of significant role in their life at some point at least um then maybe they just didn't do the work to to improve their situation or know what the work was to improve right. their situation yeah um so then when it happens to you it can become even more scary because you're like hey i know this person in my life had this and they weren't able to get rid of it right but at the same time with some reflection it's like you could probably see hey my mom didn't necessarily, I don't know, maybe she did, yeah. but maybe not to the extent you did where it's like, hey, I'm going to, I see this happen. I don't want this to happen. I'm in this position. This sucks, but I'm going to figure out a way to get out of it or at least try to get yeah. out of it. Um, did, from your, your perspective, did your mom try to get out of it or was it kind of one of those things like, yeah, I would say she had just accepted her fate. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now hearing other people, because that's mm-hmm. my perspective, if someone was to walk through into this room and kind of tell you the back pain thing, yeah, what would your perspective um, be for them? Especially if, you know, like from where you started from and the things you were told early on, 
Like, what would I say to them? How would I encourage them? Um, I actually have been put in these positions before, too, with friends who have some back pain, things like that. Um, And I know for me, it took, it was a journey to get from accepting that this is the what's happening mm-hmm. you know you have to move through the denial of accept it and then there's a lot of things i was doing so i was doing massage physio and the counselor i was seeing at the time she just like gave me some shit one day she's like those are things that happen to you like massage and physio you need to do something for your back wow she said that yeah and I was so mad at her. <laughs> That's a, the, yeah, because you're in a de- pretty desperate spot. Yeah. I'll get and you to pull the mic just a touch closer to you. Yeah, I'll just get you to move the mic constantly throughout this. Maybe I'm just leaning back more. Um, yeah, that was, I remember to having that realization of like, mm-hmm. and to it, that's such a hard thing to communicate to someone. Yeah. Because the last thing in your head that you want to do is something to make it worse. Right. Like, this is what got me in this position. Like, yeah. why would I risk working out again? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to make it worse. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. So she said that to me. I was pretty upset. Um, but, you know, you think it over, you mull it over. And actually, the wedding that I met you in, yep. the, the bride, she's a good friend of mine. And she told me about you and what you do and your story, how you've been through something very similar. And she encouraged me to reach out to you. And I yeah. think it took me maybe a year <laughs> to do so. Wow. Um, it's it's kind of crazy, too. I don't think I've never talked about it on this podcast, mm, like kind of okay. the issues in the past. Yeah. Um, oh, we're going but, there. But that was probably at that point, I was probably just coming out of it. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like I probably had just started the gym here, like oh. in this location, just started working out pretty consistently wow. again. Um, so maybe that was good that it was a year before you came in here. Give you some time. Yeah. Give yeah. me some time. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what was the hesitation? In terms of oh um well fear of getting hurt again or if it's mm. not going to work and also my family at least at that time they've come a long way but they did not do any type of physical activity i did not grow up like really doing sports things like that and like i almost felt embarrassed to go work out or a sh- like some aspect of shame or fear in that regard really yeah i don't know exactly why has that changed oh huge immensely yeah and did have they seen kind of your progress and what you've been able to accomplish Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost i feel like it's changed the course for my family so someone just making one change what a leader it's true though that (laughs) is so you know (laughs) have to (laughs) yeah but that is leadership like that is that's it could have gone in much other way you know there could have been throw the hands in the air do kind of what you've been maybe displayed to you or been shown or not shown maybe yeah and just kind of lived the life that way and then maybe the next generation gets to Mm -hmm. make the adjustment yeah whereas you made the choice um what what pushed you over the edge like was there a moment that was like hey now is the time or what what kind of brought you there yeah that is also great question i don't remember exactly but i think it was so another um belief or mindset that i have is to do things that scare me and like i don't want to be afraid of the same things i was when i was 10 Mm -hmm. as a 40 year old 
So I knew I was afraid of working out or afraid of going to the gym. And I just said, no, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this fear. I also don't want this pain. And I've tried all these other things and I'm kind of desperate. What's what's the worst that could happen? And then walks Pelly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you still remember when I came for the first time? I don't. I like can you mm. maybe if you remind me. I remember knowing that like our mutual friend there. Yeah. I think you had initially told me that. Yeah. And okay. I was like I it felt like a, a big expectation. Um but I did yeah, have confidence. Can you make me better? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. What was your, What was the first time? Do you remember? Um, I just it... remember being so afraid mm. and so scared. And then I think you had caught on, or I told you, and you had just said something along the lines of, "Like it's awesome that you're here, even though you feel that way." Mm. So I just felt really encouraged. So thank That's you. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, that wasn't, I don't, that was probably a moment thing. It wasn't pre-planned. So whatever wisdom came out there, I'm, I'm just going to equate to somebody else providing me it because it was like subconsciously yeah. came out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do remember. And if there's any part of this that you mm. don't want me to share, just yeah, that's fine. let me know. But yeah. I do remember like, especially the fear, like you, you were always one of those people who like, there's some people who you can get warmed up and you can visually see they're warming up. They're kind of getting a sweat going, all that kind of stuff. We could definitely get you warmed up where the next person is like, you hardly ever see them, even their face even get red. Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. their heart rate is through the roof kind of thing. Um, with you, you could definitely get warmed up. We'd get hop on the treadmill, that kind of stuff. But it was a different kind of like nervousness and like perspiration in those moments. And you could visualize, like for me, I, actually, mm -hmm. I could visually see it. Yeah. And it was one of those things in my head. I was like, oh man, if I was in her shoes and this is the the thought, and maybe I made it into something it wasn't, mm. maybe. I'll let you know. But, but yeah, but it was at times. I, I especially remember first learning like Romanian deadlifts, which is just a hip hinge movement. Yep. And you holding the bar and just standing there for a little while. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, there. this isn't, whatever we do here isn't, the goal is not to push you physically today. Right. It's yeah. simply to get you to believe that you could do it. Right. And that was, that was it. Yeah, the mental... And, and then towards the end, going from hip hinging with a barbell to deadlifting, like as a journey, yeah, to deadlifting and and good weight, yeah, well, like thank good you. weight. I'd have to look back to what it was, but I, for some reason I remember like specifically, I think one fifty five. Oh, we did that once with Julie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which, and you're not in back pain today, right? No. Which is crazy. That is wild. Yeah. Like from, like. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Because it's not like you're like six foot four and like mm. two fifty. No, we can like cut that in half almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is that's very impressive, especially I mean, coming from a spot of back pain mm. or being in that kind of back pain. Cause I know I do know people at one time, even including myself, who are bigger than that, mm. who would be also terrified to lift right. one fifty five like you did. Which is crazy. Yeah. Crazy to think. That's that's insane. For me, I'm very yeah. proud. Oh. Um I get to brag about it. Yeah, please do. Which is sweet. That's yeah. that's one of those moments. And it doesn't always work the exact same way yours did, but you definitely had ups and downs along mm -hmm. your journey too, right? Yeah, it wasn't like nothing's linear. Mm -mm. No, nothing. So there was definitely some times where I came in or texted you the day after saying like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain. But it wasn't ever as bad as it had been. Mm. It was maybe a day or two instead of two weeks. 
Yeah. How did, uh, kind of going through that part of the journey, how did that play in mentally? Did you start to have a positive twist on things or did your brain still play those games, like especially mm. on those bad days? I mean, just give yourself time, right? The more time I gave myself and the more I could see that, okay, I have pain, but it's not lasting. Mm. Or I have pain, but I can still move, mm -hmm. you know, versus being stuck in bed or... And so just being able, being like learning to trust my body again, I think was a big, big part of that. And it was also, um, even though there was those moments of pain to see it as encouragement or that it is still growth, yeah. even though it feels like it's going backwards. Good for you. That's, that's a tough mentality. I think for, for me to get, oh. for me to have, I, I like to I mean, catastrophize. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like that all the time, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really good though. Like to to take those little wins and and really let them compound cuz back I think back pain too is one of those things where it, it does involve that. It is mm. massively mental. Yeah. Almost from the day you get hurt. Yeah. And it just compounds on itself. Um and it would you say it it does have a, a portion of it that does traumatize you a bit? Yeah. Oh, for sure. In terms of even when things are going much better, maybe yeah. they're not perfect, but much better the brain can kind of switch you back into, well, they're not perfect. Like this could still get worse. I'm not perfect. Yeah. When I'm something could still happen. Yeah. 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 That's so then you got into, how did you enjoy kind of working out and, and that kind of stuff? What's your perspective? You can be totally honest too. Well, I'm a bit biased. <laughs> well, you should be, if you're yeah. not biased, then you're in the wrong career. Um, I guess there was parts of it. I learned that I really enjoyed it. Um, mostly because I always thought maybe this is just like a girl thing that they always do so much cardio and mm. weightlifting at the same time, like all these courses that you can do. Or So I would do some of those in the past. And like, how do people do this? This sucks. Mm -hmm. um, but coming here and then like taking your time, like doing sets with rest in between. Oh, I can, I can get behind this. This isn't too bad. Um, so I did learn that there's as there's so many aspects of strength training yeah. or so many different ways to do it. So you just have to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also never felt like a gym bro. <laughs> so, um, that part of it sometimes was hard. Yeah. Like, do I fit in here? Do I, um, if that makes sense? Oh, a hundred. That's yeah. exactly the way as much of a, like, I mean, people are going to look at this, everything I kind of do mm. kind of goes to the gym bro thing. Yeah. But I've never felt like a gym yeah. bro and I've never really related to a lot of the stuff Yeah. in that. And that's one of my driving factors with this. So a hundred percent, but yeah, it's an interesting thing too, because there's for me, at least I don't even want to be, you know, the stereotypical yeah. gym bro. So I'm even resistant to it. I think in mm, some aspects, yeah. but I also am well aware from the outside perspective, <laughs> definitely could be equated as yeah. a, as a gym bro. I just try very hard um, yeah. to do things outside of that mm, as well. Yeah. And I never felt like that in here. Good. Yeah. Sometimes like looking on Instagram, I'm like, I go to this gym. Like, I don't look like I go to this gym, <laughs> Oh shoot! <laughs> but that's just my own insecurities. Yeah. That's not you. Right. Yeah. Um, but I always felt like you really cared about how I was doing in my journey and like cared about my overall health. 
mm-hmm. um, and me as a person too. So like, I actually really, I came Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those were my favorite days of the really? week. Really? Yeah. I've oftentimes wondered that too, because a lot of people are hesitant with working out. Like it's a day, it's a thing that they don't necessarily look forward to. Right. And uh, I've oftentimes, I mean, I become connected to that thing. Mm. So oftentimes think in my head, I'm like, you know, do some people, and I would under, totally understand if they, if they do, or if they did um, start to equate, I didn't want to see him today. That's, I totally understand that. <laughs> um, but that, that's good to hear because mm. I, that is one thing I do love about training people, especially yeah. in this aspect is I just work with one or two people and I get that. I get to get to know them quite a bit, especially with someone in your shoes where you have like a pain that's causing you emotional uh, and physical pain. And there's like, there's fear there. It allows me the opportunity to, to hear them mm-hmm. where if there was six people in that room, right. I would have a really hard time. Like I'd feel very anxious leaving it because I'm like, did I hear everybody? Right. Did I get, get a chance to hear them and understand where they're from. And not mm-hmm. only that, but even outside of pain, people come in with crap all the time. Yeah where that workout doesn't need to be the hardest workout they've right. ever done because their day emotionally their stress their sleep whatever is compounding on top of that is already very difficult mm-hmm. and there's going to be a day that's really good that we can get that from right. them yeah um, and two, someone with like rehabbing a back like you said there's so many aspects to fitness it's introducing to them to right now hey you don't need to do um this 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 right. and leave this workout feeling like this mm-hmm. today what we need to do is make sure when you leave this door hopefully you feel better than you did when you came in or hopefully you f- have trust that mm-hmm. it's going to help you feel better yeah we don't need you to walk out of here uh, hardly being able to like lift your arms or something like that like that's <laughs> yeah. not the point of this <laughs> that only happened a few times <laughs> yeah as you progress yeah, yeah then we could uh beat you up a little bit that's yeah. really cool so yeah. then uh now what do you do do you still work out no you do kind of well i don't there's a leading question yeah i know it's a leading question (laughs) i know where we're going with this um i haven't yeah strength trained in a while but i did start training uh brazilian jiu-jitsu which is absolutely wild isn't that crazy if someone with (laughs) if someone with back pain like yours in the the position you were in okay you think about your journey in fitness in just the last little bit it's wild you went from pain consistently needing help to do a lot of things yeah and then whatever that and transitioned to deadlifting 155 pounds or whatever it was at yeah. least that we'll just say it's that yeah to now doing jiu-jitsu which is a sport that demands a lot out of the structures of your body yes yeah and how does it feel amazing yeah that's spectacular <laughs> yeah what do you get out of jiu-jitsu oh well that was another thing that terrified me oh yeah yeah so and um decided you know what i'll just try it they came up with a women's only course well that feels better than just like getting sweaty with a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. um so i signed up and i fell in love with it because of initially like the stress relief it gave me um and it got me out of my head and into my body oh really yeah so with still with like strength training um, it was very mental, but when you're rolling with someone, your brain shuts off because you're almost like fight or flight. Okay. At least for me, that's how it feels sometimes. And you just have to rely on, like, you're not, like, I'm not thinking about stuff. Mm. I'm just like, I can feel my legs. I can feel my arms. I can feel my partner. And you're just trying to manipulate them to your advantage. Mm-hmm. So 
as someone who is often in their head, it gave me that chance to just live in my body for that hour, half an hour, whatever it ends up being. That's cool. Is yeah. it is it very difficult? Because every time yes. I see people, I've never personally done jujitsu. I've wrestled I, with my buddies before, yeah. but I don't think that counts. Yeah. Um, is it physically exhausting? Because yes. it looks physically exhausting. Yes. Yeah. You think, oh, we're going to roll for like two minutes at the end of class. Like I am dripping sweat. I'm also a sweaty person, as you know. Okay. But like, yes, everything is just moist. <laughs> That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Like it's it lo always looks like that, but I always I'm always kind of curious because just because you're like on mats right. or you know you're two people are very close to each other, maybe yeah. that produces it. Probably, yeah. Um, but is there a lot of? I guess you're thinking very hard too, and that that elevates your heart rate. Or yeah. in your case, you're are you trying to apply those things quite quickly that you're learning, or how does that? Mm. What does that look like in terms yeah. of effort? The way the effort is put the into effort. it. So I guess the way the class is usually go is you do your warm-ups and then you you're going to learn two or three different techniques so you watch it your um your coaches will demonstrate it for you you go with your partner and practice it so then then i'm in my head a lot as you're like manipulating your partner and mm -hmm. trying you know learning it but then at the end of class roll which is you just you just go for it you fight them <laughs> that's cool and so that's when i feel like the brain shuts off a little bit and you have to rely on your um just on your body to remember what you've been taught and it is it's such a rush i can't explain it what's your <laughs> uh do you have any big moments so big far moments um nothing that i remember the first time i like got my partner tapped by like a rear neck choke nice so That's that was cool. pretty fun have you have you been choked out like passed out? No, no. We we always tap before that happens Dang. because you should just let your ego get the best of you. Just see, just just like yeah, just <laughs> nope, not gonna do it today. Like yeah. out of nowhere, just the most casual class. Just yeah, nope, no. Nope. That's cool though. That's yeah. have you learned a lot? Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Um, it's given me a lot of confidence too. Um, in terms of like, you know. If someone were to grab me, I don't think I would just freeze. Maybe I would, but at least I have some sort of knowledge of how to move mm -hmm. my body or how to, like, even just, like, touching people or, like, being in their space. Um, I think that would help that aspect of things. But yeah, or someone entering your space, hey? Yeah. Like, because I think, yeah, like, I mean, bubbles, that's uncomfortable. Your bubbles get so small in jujitsu because people are literally, like, just sitting on your chest. Yeah, that that like, would be that that'd be something very new to me, especially yeah. like for for me. I don't like people, especially being around like my face. I hate oh, that. Yeah, like that's you nuts. just like put elbows on people's jaws and stuff like wild. Yeah, this stuff. you can just if you want to bring it closer, you can. Yeah, yeah other than that, it's good. If you want to move it, move it. Just get comfy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a tattoo behind my ear and nice. she had her her forearm kind of like just so she could get in there and i remember thinking having the feeling of i want to get out of here like this doesn't hurt that bad but i don't want to be here anymore yeah. like just let me escape kind of thing mm, yeah. um so i can only imagine especially for girls mm -hmm. guys especially in social situations and maybe if there's like substances like alcohol involved don't always understand girls spaces yes and their their personal spaces does it allow you to be more confident if let's say someone is kind of in that personal space either telling them to get out of it yeah. or just having the confidence of 
okay, I know where they're at. Mm-hmm. I can I can manage this comfortably and then I know what my if this goes whatever direction it goes, I I I have confidence I can I can manage this to some extent. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah, very much agree with what you said there. Um there was a situation I was in in January, I think, where um, I was alone with a friend in her studio space and this guy walked in and he was spouting a bunch of angry stuff and very angry about us being in this building and he wouldn't leave. Like, we couldn't reason with him. We couldn't talk with him at all. It was really scary. And he was maybe about my age, a little older and he wasn't leaving and i'm did you know him at all no no you don't know what his like like i i'll just keep it simple for today but yeah i kind of want to know more (laughs) yeah i can tell you after yeah but yeah um and i know eventually i just decided to stand up i had been sitting and i walked towards him and i stayed without of like punching range Mm -hmm. but i told him you need to leave good for you yeah how did that feel so scary it was so scary, <laughs> but I don't like if I hadn't done jujitsu, I don't think I would have been able to do that. Good for you. Because like, I'm confident now in like my presence. Wow. Yeah. And then he told me that I couldn't tell him what to do. And I just said, no, sir, like you need to leave. And he did. Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. I know lots of guys who wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, what? Five foot four. I'm like this little person, but yeah um yeah that's it's incredible to like that confidence it just goes to show to how false confidence happens as well yeah. you know typically a person who's confident it's probably not going to act the way that that guy was acting right to get his message across right. typically it's and you could probably see that from your perspective too of like i know this isn't going to go anywhere or anywhere good mm, yeah. i'm going to manage this situation the way it should be managed yeah and uh, this guy can go do his thing somewhere else. But maybe he would benefit from going to jiu-jitsu. You know what? He probably would. I feel like he's got a lot of anger. Do you think he'll pop in? No. You know what, Kayla? <laughs> I, I hate to take this off the rails of the it being a, a kind of a serious situation. But the, I feel like the right thing for you to do would be to seek out that guy. Oh. And send him an invite. So, yeah. Like, that would be come, the, come join jiu-jitsu. Be I'm, my rolling partner. I'm just kidding. That'd be the worst <laughs> thing to do. Now he can contact you and know oh my who you gosh. are. He's reconnected with. <gasps> yeah. No, that's really cool though. Yeah. What did your friend say? Was was your friend there? My friend was there. Yeah. Cool. So, and she is the sweetest person alive. Like she was trying to like reason with a guy and she was apologizing and like, this is not the time. Like we need to just get him out of here. Mm. She's so, yeah, she's so sweet. So in my mind too, I'm like, I need to protect her because like... He's going to recognize or potentially yeah. recognize, hey, I can I can push this further. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we just we got him out of there. We locked the door and we're like, Shit, what just happened? Like- <laughs> now, is that situation for a girl like for guys? I'm mm-hmm. like, it would probably be a situation after that door is locked or whatever. And you look at each other and you kind of laugh a little bit. You're like, holy shit. Like, what just happened? Like, yeah. That's wild. And yeah. you kind of tell that story. Is it, is it a lot different from a girl's perspective? Oh, I would imagine. Like, were you guys in a situation where they're like, okay, no, this is pr- still pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, guys tend to be kind of potatoes. And we think we're, I mean, either stronger than we are, or we think the situation is more manageable than mm. sometimes it is. Yeah. Um, but from a girl's perspective, I think there's a lot more awareness. Yeah. Because there has to be. Yeah. 
Uh, Would you say that though after that cooled off, like or like after he's out, was there still some? Well, like five minutes later, we saw him walk by, and he was just looking in the windows, all angry. What's this guy's deal? Yeah, it was. It was. It's a story, but okay, it's ch- not my story. So <laughs> I changed my advice. Can you get him on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have him in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think we have his number, so I could. <laughs> That's a lot. Do yeah. you actually? My friend does, I think. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, we well, could get him. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe tune in next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding. That's really cool. So jujitsu. What's next then? After jujitsu. Or, or yeah, either after like, jujitsu or what's next? Maybe you're pursuing jujitsu to a further oh. extent. What is in terms of that kind of stuff? Um, we'll have my work season coming up shortly, so I think I'm going to cool off on jujitsu a bit because people do get hurt there. Mm. It just happens. Like you, someone broke their toe on Tuesday. Yeah, it is a combat yeah, sport. Still. Like you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So I'm going to think I'm going to cool it off for the summer a little bit, um, and then take it up back up in the fall. I almost got to do a comp competition so that would have been actually this saturday if i would have done it oh really yeah wow so do you want to do a competition yet because that's only something... because it scares me yeah 50 <laughs> gotta do one before 50 right yeah and uh like i don't feel like jujitsu for me has been more of a a fun outlet okay so i don't and like when i was considering competition it really took that fun out of it and mm. um so we'll see if I do one in the future, but I, I would do it just to say I've done it. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, okay. Backtracking. Yes. All the way back to the beginning. So you do <laughs> videography, photography, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, tell me about growing up. How did you, how did you progress into, into that? What, did, what does that look like? Have, and I you can tell you, me... have I told you this story? Probably. Yeah, I think you have. Okay. Let's, let's tell the world. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to tell your story. Yeah, though. no, I can tell it. Okay. You comfy? Yeah, I'm settled in. Yeah, okay, good. Um, Well, I always tell people when they ask me this question, how did you get into video? Why do you like doing this? I tell them that video changed my life. So it's hard to picture now looking at me. Mm -hmm. Calm, a little bit quiet. Used to be much taller. Used to be much taller. I know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um... Apparently, I was a terrible child. Okay. Like, temper tantrums galore. My parents couldn't eat in a restaurant for years because I would never even make it till their food came. Yeah. So, and, like, I would yell at them. I would scream at them, like, I hate you. Yeah. Um, And even one time, apparently, I was screaming so much, I passed out. My parents rushed me to the hospital because I'm their first kid and... You know, they care a lot about the first one. Um, and the doctor just laughed and said, she'll never do this again because, you know, her body shut down because she wasn't breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Now your brain kind of is like, yeah. they, it knows its limits. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently I still did, just not as bad, I guess. So one day my parents had the idea to film me having one of these temper tantrums. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember them filming me and it was, oh, I was so angry. And I don't remember watching it, but they made me watch it. Well, I'm thinking about that guy that stormed in. Oh, yeah. Who was having his own little temper tantrum. Yeah. Imagine you guys filming him, how that would have gone. And we were in a film studio. We totally could have. Yeah, that would have gone really good, eh? Yeah, I'm sure. So I can imagine as a kid, you already are upset, probably don't know what's going on, and then they're filming you. Yeah. Um, 
carry on though. Yeah. I need... So I don't remember watching it, but apparently I never did it again. So it worked. It worked. It worked That's... for me. I don't know if it would work for every kid, but um, you got little little Kayla now, little soft spoken <laughs> Kayla from that. That experience. was the turning point. How old would you have been? I don't know. I still have the footage. You want to plug it in? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it. Yeah. yeah, I'll just put a link below. <laughs> um, I would have been like maybe three or four. Okay. Two, three. I don't know, somewhere in there. So you were you were pretty young then. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild to think of because yeah, you definitely are soft spoken now. Mm, yeah. Um, which is yeah to think, Kayla temper tantrum. Even in here, you've in the gym here, you've been in stressful situations, and that's never. This never yeah, come I'm like across. Gently putting my dumbbells down. Yeah. When I'm done, like arms are just shaking, but I can't drop them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, so how did you transition that? That was yeah. your inspiration to get into. Well, that's just a funny story. I don't know if that actually. <laughs> um, you're like, you're like, I'm going to turn this around on my, my parents. Right? This, this has, I, there's a long-term goal now. Yeah. It's like, you did this to me. I'm going to yeah. show you. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it now? Looking back like, when you well, watch that? Like, I mean, I'm a child, so I can't really be embarrassed about it, no. but it's, um, it's funny. <laughs> like, it's really funny how angry I was. Um, what, what, do you remember what it was about? No. Just upset. Oh, I was just upset. Good for you. Thanks. Good for you. Yeah. I should like actually take a little bit more of that into my current life well, and express some emotion. Yeah. I think there's lots of kids who uh, grow up good kids and then they start to have temper tantrums as adults. So it's nice that you kind of learned and got it out of the way early right? on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's over now. But as I got older, um, I like for school projects and things like that, I would try to do videos instead of posters because I can't draw at all. Okay. So my teachers were actually very generous with me. And I remember being in grade five and my friends and I, instead of making like a health poster for class, we made a fitness video. Have I ever told you this? <laughs> you, you did yeah. tell me this, but I, I forget lots of the details. Yeah. I remember you made a video. I didn't remember that it was fitness oh, related. Oh, it was fitness. Yeah, we called it AmeriFit because our health teacher hated America. <laughs> <laughs> and we like we made like a like a workout video that people could follow along with. We had commercials. We had like it was probably a 20 minute video and we recorded it like on VHS wow yeah so like when we were editing it together we had to like pause take the tape out like and like so you was... were editing it wasn't oh, just yeah. a single take no it was edited and to think i have enough struggle in this room sometimes with uh i can put this on a computer and go through it how did you learn to do that like was it learning as you went yeah in that situation yeah, yeah. my friend she did most of it she had some older siblings who had helped her out okay um but yeah so we did that in grade five and grade seven so we made it an AmeriFit too in grade seven looking back do you is original like usually the original is better than the oh yeah the the um sequel yeah what's your thoughts Ooh, the commercials were better in AmeriFit too oh really yeah yeah, okay. yeah we really stepped up our game got some better sponsors but that's cool yeah do you still can you still watch those uh yes i have the vhs's i just don't have a vhs player Dang. so i'll have to go to the mcc or something and pick one up that's awesome yeah that's really cool. some good memories we like we laughed. Oh, it was so fun. So I fell in love with video through these experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And like having fun with friends, um, getting to be creative. And it's just, 
it's almost like it gives you a break from your normal life in a way. You get to experience something new. You get to create. Um, so going into high school, I uh, made lots of videos too for classes, things like that. Um, but when I turned 16, uh, that Christmas, my parents bought me like just like a hand down. And I remember thinking like, thank you, but this is, I want something better. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And my parents have always been very supportive of me. Okay. Um, and so they actually bought the video camera off of me. So they bought it for me for Christmas. Then they bought it off of me to just, just to keep for themselves. And they loaned me money so I could buy my first big girl camera and a laptop. That's, that's awesome. It's really cool. Like, I would not be where I am today without my parents. Um, so I think they loaned me, was it like three grand or somewhere in there? Mm-hmm. And they charged me 4% interest. So they, they charge you interest on it to, yeah. to get it back. Well, you know, that's, what do you think about that now, looking back? It was such a good lesson because I got the loan when I was 16 and I paid it off when I was 18. Good for you. And I've never had a loan for my business since. That's really cool. So it just taught me to, like, loans suck. I mean, they're necessary sometimes. And I wish I maybe would have, there's benefits to it, right? I yeah. wish I would have leaned into that a little bit more instead of just being, like, a cash thing. But um, it really taught me how to save my money. It really taught me, like, how to, um, I just hated that feeling of being in debt to my parents. Yeah, and you have to, in a sense, you have to commit to this thing now. Yeah. Oh, Because you're yeah. paying this thing off. Like, you, if you... If you back out and you're like, I'm yeah. not doing it anymore. Well, then now yeah. you're still paying for yeah. it. Yeah. And like, I didn't have a plan. Like I didn't want to get into business. I just wanted to make videos with my friends. <laughs> spent, wow. Maybe it was two grand. I don't know. Four sounds like a lot. Um, But so a couple months later, there was a family friend's wedding coming up. And my parents said like, hey, you should maybe come up with a way to pay off this camera that you bought. Why don't we pay you to film this wedding? And that will be our gift to the couple. Any guesses how much they paid me for this wedding? Hang on. First of all, how old were you? 16. And how long had you had this camera for? Two, m- a month. And you're, are you the only person videoing the wedding? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to guess, I'm, I'm going to lowball. I think I'm going to lowball. 150 bucks? Less. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, I mean... To be fair, your reputation on the on the the wedding streets probably wasn't that. That wasn't high. high. Um, there wasn't even a wedding street, I don't think, at that time. Hundred and hundred and fifty bucks. It it was less than hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna say fifty. Then. Yeah, it was fifty bucks. I and you took the it. Full ser- you took yeah, the job. I did. I filmed the full ceremony, full speeches, Dang. edited for fifty dollars. Wow. And what did you feel like in that scenario? Did the fifty dollars matter to you in that moment, no, or no. was it the experience? I remember thinking like, this is a lot of work for fifty dollars. Yeah. But um, would you edit on? I'm curious of that I too. Had a MacBook, and I th- I don't remember which program. iMovie for sure. Hey, mm, it might I might have had a capture because it was still like a DV tape camera. So I think I captured with iMovie, but I edited on something else. I can't remember. For fifty bucks, you were doing all that, mm-hmm. and would that be the start? Because video wasn't huge with weddings, no. like oh, no. in terms of the way that, like, professional video yeah. wasn't. It was no. like some guy, some uncle had a camera, maybe like that he just brought in the back, back yeah. corner there somewhere, and, and nobody liked him either because he was videoing the oh, wedding. Oh yeah, no, those those uncles still show up to this day. Do they really? Oh my gosh, with the camera? What do with they do? The iPad. phone? 
I like this one the, for people not watching on the yeah. <laughs> whatever they're listening to it when they hold it like four feet like a full oh, arm yeah. length and then they hit the button and they kind of hold it out over top of the person in front of them <gasps> or in the middle of the aisle oh. as if they're not distracting the most oh. important people there. That will be a whole nother podcast me talking about all the people <laughs> I've ran into yeah. at these weddings. Oh my gosh. Do you ever get advice? Um, No, but sometimes when I, especially when I was younger um some people would come and like ask me certain questions about my gear or my process to see if i knew what i was doing so okay how did this wedding video turn out the first one yeah i i think good i just remember after the wedding the bride's father who was our family friend i just said that i was very professional and wow to this day that is the number one compliment or feedback that i get from my clients wow that is that it's meaningful because of that moment. That is really cool. Yeah. And then from then on, where you did you just have the confidence to like, hey, I'm going to do this some more. Like at 16 years old, that's wild to to be considering that. You know, most 16. I know at 16 years old for me, I was working at Dairy Queen as an employee. Right. Yeah. You're almost starting as an entrepreneur in a mm-hmm. way, in or a, way, a yeah. self-employed person in a way at 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would have been February 2010, I think. Or 2009? I don't know. Somewhere in there. Okay. Um, And then I think the next weddings I had were Russian weddings. How did how did that happen? Um, you well, have a connection? Well, okay. The bride, I met her on the school bus. Right now, maybe, are you sure in today's climate you can tell? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like... Yeah. She was graduating. Okay. So she was 18, I think. Um, but I guess people had heard that I do these videos you know, or I do wedding videos. I don't know. It's a, it's a bit hazy that 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, so she booked me on the school bus. I think I might've gotten paid $300 for this wedding. Yeah. Big step up, big step up. But the hours were quite different. I think I started at like seven or eight in the morning and I was done at 1 a.m. Wow. And the whole day was in Russian. Wow. Was uh, in terms of that, um, from learning those experiences, that Russian wedding, which yeah. that's wild. Yeah. How did you end up buffering? Like, because now I'm sure you have um, boundaries in terms of your time yeah. for what you're getting paid mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Right. Like, how did that progress? Yeah, that, um, well, you just have to, you know, when you're starting, you just have to say yes to everything almost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I did some, did some real sketchy weddings, those Russian, I did two Russian weddings, which were terrible. Um, like getting groped by old men and like, it was real bad, real bad. Everyone was drunk. Yeah, it was not a good time. Um, Only you knew jujitsu. Right. Oh, could have taken them down. That would still be scary though. Yeah, like Russian, Russian, yeah. a Russian wedding. Were they scary? Like, <gasps> just stereotyping every Russian ever, eh? <laughs> no, they were. It's just like I was seventeen at this point, so, but still, like, hadn't been around a lot of like party scenes, mm. and so like everyone being drunk and dancing and like coming up to you and touching you is like, I'm just trying to be professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm to, do trying my job. to do my job. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. I... Yeah, yeah, but um, so yeah, I just had to say yes to everything. And I remember like the first couple of weddings I did for those first two years were just like straight ceremony, straight speeches, you know, boring. And I hated it. Okay. Um, 
But then in 2012, I had seen this highlight feature style, cinematic, whatever style. And I cried seeing my first movie. And I'm like, if I can do this, then I could keep doing weddings. So I had one more wedding coming up and I told myself it was going to be the last one. But I emailed the bride and I said, hey, I want to try out this new style. I don't know if I can do it or not. So I sent her a link of what I was hoping to achieve. And she emailed me back and said, go for it. Wow. And so I tried it. That was the summer of 2012. And I have been booked solid since then. What a risk. How did that first that first one you had a lot of first moments eh? Mm-hmm, yeah. like a lot of big like uh memorable moments in terms of your journey and stuff yeah. how did yeah how did that video turn out well now that i look at it it's like i'm still proud of myself for taking a risk yeah but it's not great no for the time for the uh, like it's, yeah it's okay would anybody in, you said what year was it 2012 would very many people have been doing video at that time no. with weddings still? Maybe in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, but not in this area. That would have been, I brought, I feel like I brought it to this area. I don't know if that's true yeah. or not, but yeah, the Southern Manitoba, I think I helped introduce. Video. Yeah. Wedding Which video. is now a, like a staple. Would, mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say like people almost want video more than, like will yeah. people give up, give up photo for video sometimes now? It's slowly getting that way. Yeah. Um, where people tend to value it more. They... They can see the value, but it's also like this mindset of everyone has wedding photos. Like that's the most important thing of their day. So that's, it's hard to like reeducate people. So the photos are almost like traditional. Yes. Like you have, like who would get married without getting wedding photos? No one. Yeah. That's where, yeah, I feel like a a video is way more uh, substantial in terms Mm -hmm. of meaning. Yeah. Just because you see the expression, like you can actually see expression take place. Yeah. Rather than it, the moment yeah. of expression. And you get to hear the words, like you get to hear your vows or the speeches or yeah. like you don't remember any of those things when you get married. Did you do wedding photography as well? Or oh. for weddings, have you? I've have, done a few, but mostly video, like 90% okay. video. At our friend's wedding there where we had first met yeah. each other, was it... Uh, you were doing video then in that mm-hmm. case, right? Because yep. there was another girl with you and she was doing photography or was she doing uh, video with you as well? There was another girl just doing photos, but we weren't, we're separate businesses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so now it's progressed until now you do this full time, like, like full-time. not full time, but like full, full time. Yeah. Like it's, it's busy and it's, yeah. do you still enjoy it? There are parts of it that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the lifestyle that I have is the part of it I enjoy the most, just being able to choose my hours, choose when I want to work and also, um, get to say yes or no to things. Right. Oftentimes okay. when you have a regular job, you're told what to do, but now I can, I can say yes or no to things. Um, I've done, a, I've done a lot of weddings. I've eaten a lot of chicken at these weddings. Mm. So part of me would like a bit of a change sometimes. What would you, if you were to adjust, yeah. and maybe you don't give up weddings right. entirely, but yeah. what would what entices you in terms of like uh, video or photo mm. or anything in that area? Um, Is entice the right word? Entice? Or, or what? Oh, we can go with that. Tempts you. Tempts. <laughs> yeah. Or like intrigue. There yeah, we go. That's we what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, I think... A big thing that would be really cool to start doing would be to just get more 
to help people get educational content out, mm-hmm. especially about things that I'm also passionate about. Um, and then just, I think it all has to do with, like, I would like to do more commercial or business work, but I'd be very picky with what businesses or what, yeah. what's happening there. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that road is a little hazy for me right now. Yeah. But, uh, there's also like parts of me that are like, oh, I'm just going to do like a complete career change. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have an idea of what that might be someday? If I were to like have another life, I think I would have become like a psychologist or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which I want to, we're eventually going to, I'm going to swing back around to that because I, <laughs> I have not forgotten your earlier statement about who you are. Mm. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. What, uh, or like an acupuncturist because that's just so intriguing. Yeah. Or just anything like I've become over the last couple of years, very interested in like the mind and the body. Mm. So something along those lines could be fun too, but. What for within the like within your world currently, mm. what does intrigue you in there? Like what what intrigues you, like excites you in terms of the stuff you're doing right now? Like the stuff the work that I'm doing right now? Yeah. Like for me, in all mm. honesty, it's people like you uh who come in here and they have this uh, story right. and I get to see a part of their story, a very small piece of their story. Yeah. And sometimes I catch them in the middle, sometimes I catch them uh at the start sometimes Mm -hmm. it's the end uh that's my favorite part and then the other part is the connection with them um i make it here but then i get to see them even if they don't see me i get to have a moment of like oh man i there was time we spent together that i got to offer them some sort of value to hopefully improve Mm -hmm. their life yeah um i hope that's still the case and you get to see that moment whether it's uh, sometimes you see it on social media or you see them in in public Mm -hmm. or they even come talk to you and you're like oh man that's awesome that whatever i'm doing had some sort of value in their life for a brief time that's my favorite part yeah um but for you in terms of the work you do and the work i do I do get to hear people's stories, right? Their their love stories, how they met each other, how they fell in love. And the hopeless romantic part of me loves that. Is there a part that hates it? Yeah. Is there be a part of me that would hate that, to be honest with you? I guess because it's so repetitive. Um, that's the only part. But if my couples are watching or listening to this, I do love them. <laughs> um, but it is just part of the job. I think you can get, like, even, like, doctors and stuff, like, if you're faced with you know, hardship all the time that does wear on you. Yeah. So sometimes the ooey gooey love stuff just wears on me too. Um, but I think like what you shared about what you love about your job, I would love to have that in my career too. Mm. And I don't have that necessarily right now. So I'm looking to maybe find a way to. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. To, because I care, I do care a lot about people. Mm hmm. And I really want everyone to live their life to the fullest and to become the best version of themselves to overcome mm-hmm. things that they've been through. And right now, my my career doesn't allow that. Mm. So, or doesn't, ha- doesn't have room for that necessarily. So is there a way I can do that outside of career or do I need to change career? Yeah, because I guess you're you're from uh, from an outside perspective, it's very easy for me to look and say, well, yeah, you like you get to see this, you get to see that, but you're almost the like production crew. Mm, yeah, like you're almost you're almost the manufacturer that yeah. you don't you you uh, you get the supplies for the for the thing you, 
put the thing together you like finalize it and make it all pretty and nice and then you simply just get it handed over yeah where you don't necessarily get to be part of the the bigger picture of it all I, I never even thought of that yeah. before where you are almost it does it feel like you're a little bit from the outside like yeah. as you're describing oh 100 percent. yeah like i show up for their best day mm. and then i'm gone what if you <laughs> you want a great idea eh? you should do like marriage counseling <laughs> oh and gosh. then also the videography just do the whole thing and just like do their premarital yeah. and then like film their wedding and then a year later are they still together yeah you'll do a gopro <laughs> like you'll do the the ceremony too and just wear a gopro for oh the video gosh. portion like it's it's like referees in sports right their... oh my gosh no that's yeah yeah i could see that you there is that bit of a disconnect mm -hmm. um which i'm sure you have to have in some aspects yeah. or they they would prefer you to have like yeah. hey just i i want this thing this is how i want it and yeah thank you yeah but um even seeing like the job that you do here really inspired me to like, oh, I should, I want to change some stuff. Oh, cool. I think it's really cool. Like that you, I can tell that you care about the people that come in mm -hmm. and I felt very cared for and, um, and I, yeah, I just, it which, inspired me. Which is sometimes the hardest part. Yeah. Because it's always hard. Um, like now you do jujitsu, right? Yeah. So then it's sometimes people leaving well, or moving on to other I things felt so bad <laughs> no and, and they shouldn't feel bad yeah. because it's not in a way of like bitterness or anything like no. that it's just that you know that moment of like oh you know i'm not gonna get to be a part of this person's journey mm. any longer um hey what does that look like going mm. forward and how do i communicate in a way that again it's not right. you're not bitter right you're you're excited for them yeah but man it'd be awesome if you were still here kind of thing yeah. that that connection sometimes that's kind of bites you in the ass and then every once in a while you get someone who you're like all right yeah it is time i'm free to leave yeah, sir. time to head out of the nest <laughs> no and i'm sure they feel the same way about me sometimes people are like why am i still here yeah is my package done yet <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure it does happen that way i would be kind of egotistical for me to think opposite um but yeah that does that investment side for me at least mm. does it it sucks. Yeah. Um, but again, it's also cool. Like you don't necessarily train here anymore. Right. You have the ability to train on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, you have the ability to try new things. Yeah. Um, which is on you. But then you get to sit here and I get to still have that connection yeah. of being able to have this person who I was a part of their journey for yeah. a second and I get to talk to them and yeah. share the parts of hopefully share some of the parts of them that I got so much value in mm. in building that connection through working out. Right. Which is cool. And that's, again, one of the reasons for this. Is yeah. that these people who, uh, in my head, I'm like, these are really interesting, valuable people. Well, that thank you. <laughs> I think people, you're, again, you're on the outside, like you described yeah. it. You're on the outside, and maybe that gets neglected because it's not your day. Right. So then you just kind of go through it, go mm -hmm. home and all that stuff. But I think a lot of people do recognize that there's like, oh, valuable and interesting things. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, well, how do I how do I share that with the other mm, people? Yeah. How do I take the good things about other people and just exploit it? Yeah. For no yeah. monetary gain, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Just for fun. Hey, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So in terms of to swing this all the way back around again, yeah, that's fine. You said, uh, when you were describing yourself, you said a deep thinker. Um, some of the things you have said in this are kind of the beginnings of deep thoughts. And then even the thing of 50, I want to be wise. Mm. I want to, you know, have these, experiences have this mm -hmm. different this knowledge and this wisdom 
what to you is deep thinking? Like, what is, can you tell me more about? Oh, Pelly. Yeah. I'm very introspective. So I like to know what's going on inside of me. Okay. And to know why. Why do I have these thoughts? Why do I have this belief? Where does it come from? Can I change it? Is it possible to change? What would it take to change it? What steps do I need to do to overcome this belief, this fear, this anxiety? And you just opened a Pandora's box now. Yeah. You thought this was only going to be two hours? Yeah, this is good. This is good. (laughs) Um, And like a life without growth, a life without meaning. What that's not life. Mm-hmm. Now, my for <laughs> I got a bunch of questions okay. for you off Woo-hoo. of that. My first question is uh, I think you and me both know our area can be not so welcoming to even that kind of talk. I would say some people would maybe even push you away from even asking those types of or thinking those types of questions. How do, how does that work in your life? <laughs> and I I have no preconceived idea of this. I'm actually very curious. I feel like I've had to keep that part of myself hidden from the majority of people. Okay. Um because I feel like there hasn't been a lot of room to have questions or to live your life in a different way or to make decisions that people wouldn't understand or wouldn't agree with um but something i've also learned by going through a lot of hard shit is you will find people who have also been through hard shit and those are the people you don't let go of <laughs> and those are the people you can share those thoughts with and then you realize you're actually not alone yeah. Yeah. It's those people. I think, I think if you can find them and tell me your perspective on this, I have a lot less of a tendency of, I told you so if you would have oh, just listened to me yeah, and not question that or not had seeked that experience, you wouldn't have to go through this hardship now. Right. So you should have just listened to me from the start. Right. Would you say that's, that's yeah. accurate? Yeah, or there's like, I often describe it as, I feel like especially a lot of people in this area live their life like A, B, C. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a pattern, there's a process. But what happens if you skip one or you go back or you like A, B, C, D, E, F'd up? Like, Mm -hmm. and people don't know what to do with you, I find, if you don't fit in the mold or if you, does this make any sense? 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> even even in the sense of um, making, let's say you make, you go through an experience and it can be viewed as a mistake. Yeah. I think sometimes. Or like a wrong a decision. Wrong, yeah. yeah. I think sometimes people, and I think most people are inherently want to be a good person yeah. and want other people to think they're a good person. Yeah. And it becomes um, these two conflicting ideas of if I now indulge in this person's mistake or negative experience i'm supporting them and i might be viewed as as not a good person or not doing a good thing and if i don't do it 
then that also might be the case. So then they just either remove mm -hmm. or instead of giving an actual feeling or developed thought to someone, they give the thought they think they should provide that person. Right. The, the thought that they've been taught is the right yeah. thought, which might not actually even be theirs. Right. They're just regurgitating it because they want to be viewed as, as, as a good person. Yeah. I think everybody does. Yeah. And like, this is what we believe is right. Mm -hmm. And therefore that's the only thing that's right. Yeah, and then it becomes uh, super disingenuine. Yeah. And to throw super on the start of disingenuine <laughs> feels like I'm six years old, but um, I think so. Like, it's not mm. relatable. No. It doesn't, the, the lesson or the advice or the knowledge or wisdom just doesn't hold any weight. Mm. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can feel this is, you're giving yeah. me an answer right. that I know you're going to give me already. Yeah. I feel like I just have to say what I'm going through. Yeah, you can yeah. say whatever you want. You, you could edit it out later if you want to. Do you, uh, This is totally up to you. Yes. Okay. I just feel like it's going to make more sense. Yeah. But um, I, I decided to walk away from my marriage, which was not an easy decision. Took, it was not flippant at all. Um, but living in this community where like divorce is almost viewed as worse than murder. Mm-hmm. And just not ever an option or never justified or never okay um, has been an experience. I to would put it that. lightly. <laughs> um, and the, walking through this now, like it's still pretty fresh. Um, and I share this just in case there's someone else who's listening who's maybe going through the same thing. That's the only reason. If I can help someone with this, that's worth it. Um, but I forget my train of thought, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So going through this has been, like, everything has changed. Where I live, who my closest friends are, my community. Um, the only thing I think that stayed the same is my job. Mm. Um. But through all of this, I have become so grateful for the people in my life who have chosen to step in to fill the gaps, who have come by my side to support me, to love on me, and even if they agree or don't agree, to see me as a person instead of seeing me as my decision or my circumstance. Heck yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, and I think that is wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, someone might argue with me and... You know, I think in my eyes, sometimes that is the issue of the, uh, I don't know, of the idea of, you know, even sometimes listening to things like that. It's, I think it's tough for anybody. Yeah. And there's automatic resistance a lot of times. Um, but my experience in the short amount of episodes of this even and hearing people's situations like that is it's not uncommon. Right. And the longer it goes, it's forced to feel uncommon. Yeah. The longer it becomes an issue. Right. Yeah. And it becomes something that takes away from a person rather than allows, especially in a situation like yours, two, two people, as sucky as it is, to become two people. Like to right. become, like you said, a person. You are right. a person at the end of, your, the, at the, end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that's how it should be treated and and moments in life or moments in life yeah ideas are ideas thoughts are thoughts and a person shouldn't be necessarily summed up as those right because they're allowed to change right <laughs> yeah and like think about your worst moment mm-hmm what if people just saw you through that lens mm-hmm. or define you by that your whole life? And not only that, but sometimes yeah, I think, and I think you're familiar with this in your story too, the mm-hmm. little bit of, I know, but someone around you's, um, like for me, maybe your parents' mm-hmm. worst choice right. becomes what you identify with yeah, or you're identified as, right? which from my experience right. is far from who I am. Yeah. But constantly, if you even get close to that, or if you even, you know, make a mistake similar, you know, Mm -hmm. like make mistakes they made similar, you become the same thing. Right. Or it it was an expectation. Right. It's like, oh, it's not surprising. Or So, yeah, yeah. even in the terms of what you're going through, you know, five years from now, you might have an experience that someone could easily swing around and say, well, yeah, back five years ago, this and this, it does make sense. Mm. It's like, no, no. Yeah. This... I'm a person. I'm living in a life. Yeah. There's things that come up and you problem solve as you go mm-hmm. and you try and find the best solution to the problem with and hurting as few people as you can along the way. Yeah. And being hurt. Well, as as yeah. little as you can along the way. Yeah. So is that giving you wisdom? This process? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, because like I said earlier, wisdom comes at a cost. And through pain. Mm. And there's been a lot of cost and pain these last few months. Um, I used to be quite a black and white thinker when I was younger and thought I had the world figured out. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I know nothing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to put it so bluntly, like, feel, yeah. yeah. And like, who am I to pass judgment on someone? Or like, I don't know their situation. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know how they grew up. So it's given me a lot of compassion for other people and the stories that they have or the things that they're walking through. Um, and yeah, I think that that compassion is a big piece. I have two really good friends who they told me that when this comes out, that we have to sit down, we're going to listen to it together. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear this, but they're making me, <laughs> um, but they've all like both of them been through incredibly hard things. And those are like my closest friends because we can get together and we can share what we're going through and we can understand each other because of we've been through different pain. You relate the situations might not be identical. They're not identical, but but the pain is similar. Yeah. The process of pain and grief yeah. and pain and yeah, all of that is so similar. And I imagine it's confusing too. Oh, yeah. Like when you even said the color thing, like the black and white. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I mean, I didn't even know there was colors. Kind of, you know, that yeah, way of thinking. Right? Yeah. Like you I just, just think knew... like black and white. Yeah. Left or right. Yeah. And your your brain is like trying to figure out, you know, like your brain is almost trying to tell you that there's other things going on. Mm. But you're you're either this way or that yeah. way because at least that allows you to move forward. Yeah. In it with a decision. Yeah. Um, when and maybe too you can speak on this when it's not so much the case there isn't necessarily one right answer Mm. and there's not necessarily one wrong answer right yeah there's a lot of them there's a lot of gray there's so much gray Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day who am i living my life for Mm -hmm. 
Am I living it for the people around me? Or am I living it for me? Mm -hmm. And I really had to choose me at the end of the day, which mm -hmm. sounds selfish. Even saying that out loud, still kind of like, are you, can you say that? Like, is that okay? But just from being in a position um, or in a place where like my mental health was so bad and my physical health was so bad to now being a like I sleep through the night again. And a lot of my, I still have anxiety, but so much of it is gone and mm. in a place where I have hope for my life again, even in the midst of so much pain. Like that was, that decision had to be made for me. Yeah. And I think people do get the, the idea of, I have to think again, especially in the traditional sense, I have to think who's more important. Mm. I think people like, think who am well, I responsible for? Yeah. Yeah. People think that I, I think the most the people who bring the most value to the world are the people who invest in their importance the most. Mm. They recognize that they're a human being who has one life, who has one opportunity. To, this sounds like an Eminem song. No, we're just gonna start. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna back me up here. Yeah, yeah. No, they have this chance in this in, to to make whatever tiny impact on the world mm -hmm. around them, and it's. I think some people think that's super egotistical, mm. but it's not in the sense of. It's like you still have morals, and you still have yep. um the the goal to do good in the world and to do good by other people. But there's no way you're gonna be the most creative. You're gonna be or the most um. Uh, supportive you're going to be to the people around you if you're constantly thinking about one what they think to keep them safe mm -hmm. and two forgetting completely about yourself because you don't have time to be any of those things so what value are you, you yeah. going to bring back other than just being a, a bench in a park that yeah. people get to sit on yeah. every once in a while and then all of a sudden at some point you get old and they throw you out and yeah, you turn they, 50 and you yeah, they, get replaced. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, and all you have is stories of people who've been around you who've talked about their experiences. Yeah. Whereas wouldn't it be way better to be that thing providing an impact in the world, being able to receive it yeah. maturely? Because yeah. I imagine stuff like this, um, I don't know if in this moment, but I imagine it matures you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and for like, sure. You know, what kind of again at 50 years old mm -hmm. what kind of if you do things that improve your life what yeah. kind of value are you going to have at that age from from these experiences it like i'm so excited i hope i make it to 50 yeah i, I so, hope you do too i'm <laughs> so excited to see what life could be like then yeah it's yeah that's that is a tough thing though that mm -hmm. that judgment of experience yeah. is incredibly tough like yeah. do you do you feel that in going through this season of your life do you oh feel gosh. the the judgment of your yes. current experience yes yeah like whether that's within like my own family mm -hmm. or within like people that i thought were my friends or even just like you i mean it's winkler like the grapevine you know you, you hear things back come back to you, you're like oh that person knows about my situation weird um but i forget what the original question was but <laughs> yeah it's just that like maturing in this mm, in this season yeah. of your life yeah um yeah this is actually harder to talk about than i thought because I, I don't want to 
it's interesting the grapevine thing yeah too i I actually haven't heard that before i'm sure it's common oh yeah but it's to me i love to speak in metaphors it's (laughs) like i'm gonna write a book about metaphors someday it's gonna be like the most sad dr seuss book ever amazing i'm gonna i'll buy it (laughs) but i think sometimes like people think especially like you said in, in our area it's it's if another plant starts to grow, it's instantly assumed it's a weed. Mm. Ah, we're interesting. S- where sometimes you need to let that plant grow to see what it is. Right. Like maybe it's another fruitful right. grapevine. Yeah. Maybe it's some other plant that enhances the the environment of that area mm. rather than simply thinking, this is a weed, we gotta get rid of it. Yeah. We don't we don't recognize it. Right? Yeah. So we're afraid of it. Yeah, we're either gonna try and remove it. Yeah. Um, or we're going to pretend it isn't there until <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> or we're going to have the, the idea or the perspective that if this does grow, it's going to ruin all the other grapes mm. when not everything is a weed. Right. Man, do you have like deep thinker on your bio? <laughs> on my LinkedIn. LinkedIn i don't know if i have a LinkedIn. Thinker, yeah. yeah deep thinker no i just love like to speak in like mm, metaphors, metaphors i think i yeah. think it makes sense of things in my head yeah like very visual right yeah and then i can like say them out loud and see what like just saying deep that i'm lands. guessing yeah i'm guessing if no, that's I, gonna make sense like, no i i can see what you're saying yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> deep thinker in your bio that's clever <laughs> um yeah do you have that on your I don't, any mine, social media? Mine just says shooting videos. I swear, if people get to the end of this podcast and they can find you and it doesn't say deep thinker on there. <laughs> anybody who listens to this, please comment on her like her last photo. Just you're a deep thinker. Deep thinker. Yeah. Oh, man. Good thing I'm private. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. And like the deep thinker part is something I've grown to appreciate and value in myself i always mm. felt like maybe i'm too serious or even coming here today i'm like oh i hope this isn't going to just be such a like a uh, type of feel but i do like what it, do you mean by that like what what would that can you describe that huh like a like i don't want people to feel sad after they're done listening to this or like i don't know but i also struggle with feeling like i need to meet people's expectations mm-hmm. and like for myself mm-hmm. around them and like I'm learning now to I'm gonna be me, mm-hmm. and you can deal with it. Yeah, you don't this like is... it, you know. Stop watching. Yeah, and right now it is sad. It's okay to, for yeah. it to be sad. And like this won't be forever. Exactly. Yeah. Even in this podcast. Yeah. Like it, it won't be. This entire podcast hasn't no. been that way. No. Um. So yeah, but this is allowed to be. Yeah. No, there's room. Like there's room for. Like sorrow and grief and deepness and uncertainty right mm-hmm. and like that is part of the human experience and i think it yeah it is good that we can talk about it. what does that like going off that deep thinking yeah these these really human experiences um kind of again two questions off this um what does human experience look like going forward for you mm. and what does deep thinking look like going forward to you because like you said i i actually didn't know a lot of like even things we've talked about in terms of your thought process and the way you view things. Um, I didn't know a lot Mm. as much as I do now going through this conversation. So I'm very curious. Yeah. Like what does your human experience, what do you want it to look like? Mm. Um, Kind of based on what you're, you're saying. And then how does it look like to express that deep thought in a way? And I don't mean that express it necessarily outward. Right. The way that you want to express it. Those are very big questions. 
Well, you should have prepared, so. Well, yeah, you told me not to prepare, so <laughs> that's why I was up all night thinking, like, what are, like, I was, like, kind of doing, like, those those graphs like what if he goes here okay what am i gonna say or what if he goes here <laughs> i like to think that you had like the police or the either the stalker or the police thing where you had a, like a picture oh, in the middle and yeah. then you just had like, like strings going off yeah. the sides yeah or oh, the flow chart that's what i'm yeah, trying flow to, chart, yeah the yeah. flow chart um human experience can you give me a little bit more on that? That's too broad for me right like now. How do you want to experience the world? Oh, because it seems yeah. like maybe there is you're unsettled. Yes. I'm picking up that you're unsettled with portions, yeah. portions yeah. of your past experience mm -hmm. of the world. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like you were catching me in the middle of like, like some really big changes, not only like circumstantial, but in my mind or in like my thought process. And so I thought this would just be a very interesting podcast because I think people that come on podcasts, they usually like, this is what I'm good at. And this is my thoughts. Yeah, that's exactly that's the exact opposite reason of me starting. Okay, this. perfect. Because then I fit right in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm number one going to give myself patience mm. as I wade through and sort through um, either things I've been through in my past or th places I want to be in my future. Um, and I'm going to continue to connect with people and to be compassionate towards them and to walk alongside them, whatever their journey may be. And I think that is living to mm. me, that is living. And I'm also going to start taking more risks, whether that's in physical risks like jujitsu was a, felt like a big risk coming to work out with you felt like a big risk, but also like relationally or like mentally, emotionally, just like, you know what? I'm going to just try something new. I don't mm. have to keep doing like the same job or live in the same place or mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm just trying to expand, mm -hmm. broaden. What do you see? Like the, the, the positive of that is for you? Like what is it? What draws mm. you there? Just the unknown and the opportunity and the potential. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, to me, it sounds like, too, you're, uh, all of those words that you just used, it seems like you understand that they, the potential, the opportunity, it can also have negative experience in it. Oh, yeah. It's, it seems like you're, like... Oh. Deep thinking, you've deep thought about that. Of deep like, thoughted. You know, thoughted. I'm, yeah, I'm willing to. There, uh, there's a price. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with paying that mm. right now. Like, yeah, or I think I am at least. Yeah, thanks yeah. for forming that for me. Is that? Yeah, that's uh, that's very accurate. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah. And what about the deep thinking side of things? How would you like to? I think I just need to share more yeah. of what's going on in my head or the way I think and feel, even if. I know people won't understand or agree or mm. if it'll make them uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm, <laughs> do you ever, <laughs> do you ever feel the, the urge to purposefully? No. No? I know you do and it blows my mind. I don't know how, I don't think I ever could, but maybe that's a, that's something I will do when I'm 40. Yeah, it's, there's something like, uh, maybe in the past I would have been like doing it in the sense of like, I want to challenge this person just to challenge them mm. to, to, you know, cause I know it's going to get them fired up and I I want that. But I think too, there's like the benefit of like, 
oh, now we, I just got to have a good talk with them. Cause mm. I know, I know maybe they don't a hundred percent think like push a button just to see what comes out and then like help them wade through it almost or yeah, maybe not even that much thought into it. Like okay. that, that much intention, maybe just like the thought of this is what I think I'm, I'm going to bounce this idea off of, mm. I think people who, who maybe don't have, maybe they haven't thought about it or maybe they have a different thought of it because I'm, like in my head sometimes with certain people especially i'm like i'm willing to face the repercussion of them totally disagreeing and maybe i get something out of it by the the very end of like oh i i see where their perspective's coming from i could see where that thought goes or even by the end of it i'm like ooh that i figured out the thing i don't like about um the opposing like the the opposing position of that thought is it's almost like this person disagreed with me I don't know why they're disagreeing with me. And then you have that conversation. You're like, oh, this is why they're disagreeing with me. And this is why I don't like mm. that disagreement. Yeah. And it's like you have to be comfortable with that tension. Mm -hmm. And you don't know, too, how that other person is going to emotionally respond mm -hmm. to that tension or the disagreement. But I think it's so worth the risk to be able to come to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Do you... Like my fear, I guess, in those conversations, my biggest fear would be at the end of it that they don't understand that I still respect them mm. or I still think they're a good person or I still um, I, I might not agree with everything. Right. But I I think they're a, a human being. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the fear that they maybe don't reciprocate that like their value of me is decreased. Right. Simply based, again, on an idea or a thought right. rather than like a an action to, to harm like, them. Kind yeah. Of thing. And like. That's the same. Yeah, it's just, I think <laughs> it's going to sound rude, but like small mindedness. Yeah. Of like, you can still love and accept and hang out with people who have totally different views or opinions than you. In fact, that's what makes the world very beautiful. Um, it would suck if we were all the same. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just to learn how to be comfortable, even when you're uncomfortable. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's speaking of that beauty in the world, yeah. deep thinking <laughs> um, and and kind of the opposing thought of exactly kind of what you've been talking about, which is kind of maybe there's some beauty in it. But at the same time, it's pretty can be pretty dark. Mm. What for you is the light? Like what for mm. you is the beauty and the with my like current circumstance? Yeah. Yeah. Life in general. Life in general. Yeah. What do, what do I see that's beautiful? Um, if. Number one, for sure, would just be the the relationships. I've mentioned this a few times, but yeah, those relationships that have grown so much deeper. Mm. And even like when you go through something hard, it almost opens up a door to all these other people who are experiencing something similar. Mm. So the connections I've been able to make with others who are walking along similar journeys to support them, be supported by them, like that is beautiful. Um, I also just came back from New York. Yeah. How was that? Like, I, I have no words. It was, I hadn't taken a vacation for the sake of vacation for probably like four or five years. Wow. So it was due. I went by myself. I stayed with a friend. I was there for 10 days and I had the time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, like, I could choose what I wanted to do. I was alone during the day. My friend and I got together after work. Um, 
But I'm like, there's so many things to do. Like you could do museums, you could do like just food, you could do shows, you can do sports. Like there's no shortage of entertainment. So I got to choose what I wanted to do, find out what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to like go to my favorite camera store where I bought, bought my gear from for years and like keep up conversation with the salespeople and like figure like get that. I don't know. I just, I could do it, you know, and get that validation that like, okay, like I do know something about my job or yeah, that was really cool. I got to like meet and like make so many interesting work connections too and meet different like photographers, videographers. Um, it just like opened up my worldview that there's so much more than what we have here in Winkler. Yeah. And just the, the world is beautiful. People are beautiful. Yeah. And whenever I feel down, I just remind myself of like this thing you're going through is not your whole life and the people around you, it's not the whole world's view (laughs) and like, you're going to make it like, you're going to, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Isn't it a pretty cool thing to be in like an environment like that where you realize, uh, and I actually said this to you the other day, Yeah. But nobody cares. No one gives it. And it's, no it's a shit. like, how relieving is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, obviously, you have people who do care. Obviously. Yeah. But really, nobody really cares. Nope. And the, the people who do care maybe more than they should. Mm. Eh, they're just not busy enough. Right. They should, you know, you, you have the people who care about you. Mm-hmm. And if you're a good person, you find those people. Yeah. Um, just they, you're drawn to them or they're drawn to you. And then the rest of it is what it is. Yeah, you, you just have to let it go. You just try and be a good person yeah. in the world around you. Yeah. And like live your life and don't apologize for it. That's cool. It's, it's easy to say. It's hard to do. Okay. What was your favorite part in New My York? My favorite part? Okay. So, I'm actually going to break this up. Okay. okay. I want to know favorite food. Did you f- try different foods out there? Oh, okay. And I want to know your favorite. Uh, <laughs> I want to know your favorite attraction. Okay. And your just favorite. Like like, experience. Experience. Yeah. So let's start with food. What was your favorite? Did you try any food? different foods? You know what? I didn't do a huge amount with food just because I was trying to keep it a little economical. Mm. Um, but I stayed with my friend who's from Ukraine and she had some of her family um, staying with her as refugees. So every morning they made me breakfast. So I had this like Ukrainian breakfast every day. It was kind of like German based, like meats and cheeses. And I don't even know what it was but it was it was really good russian and weddings to ukrainian breakfast ukrainian you're, breakfast you're covering right? both yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah so um yeah that was and then just having like pizza oh also i had like a hot dog just like off those hot dog stands that was that was a moment was it Anyone- <laughs> was it the experience or was the hot dog good or was it just the the experience you know of like i'm actually i'm i'm eating a hot dog like and like you have to eat it when you walk you can't stop and eat it. You have to eat it while you walk. That's the New York way to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just like full of toppings because I'm like, don't hold back. Give me everything. So there's like sauerkraut and onions and chili and whatever. And you're just like, don't spill this on your shirt <laughs> as you're eating it. Um, but the hot dog was pretty good. I also love hot dogs. Like that's okay. just a fun fact of Kayla. Is, yeah. yeah. Kind of like the, uh, the, the top of the food chain, really. Right? Yeah. Full of nutrients. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that was a really cool moment, just cool. getting that getting that hot dog, and then yeah, uh, Ukrainian breakfast. Um, I had like a really good piece of carrot cake oh, from yeah. a bakery. Yeah. Okay, I um, said one though. Oh, sorry. 
Um, the next question was attraction. <laughs> I think. <laughs> You're like, nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the best attraction? Attraction. Um, okay. So I went, I went to New York actually to see the Danish string quartet. I booked that ticket before I booked my flights actually. Um, so a friend of mine long time ago told me about the Danish string quartet, sent me their NPR tiny desk concert, fell in love with them. And throughout the years, I'll pull them up every so often. And I did a couple months ago and I figured, you know what? In my head, I was thinking about going to New York. I'm like, I'm just going to see if they're on tour. So I checked their list and sure enough, they were playing in New York at Carnegie Hall the week I wanted to go. So I bought my ticket immediately and I wow. bought myself a nice ticket. And I kind of like planned my trip around this event. So How was it? Like when they came out on stage, I cried and like, I'm like people my age usually do this to Taylor Swift, yeah. but like <laughs> I'm doing this to the Danish string quartet. Um, it was amazing. I've never been to like such a formal, like orchestra related yeah. thing. And was there so a dress code? Uh, no, but I did dress up. Mm -hmm. I looked very good. Um, but there's like rules as to like when you can clap and yeah, so like the first three songs they played were by one composer from one set. I don't know. There's terms for this. I don't know. So you can't clap in between those songs. You only clap after they're finished. So I almost started clapping like an idiot. How do you know? Well, like, so like, you know, they, they finish. And then you don't know if they're going to go back into it or not. But did, did you get like notified of this ahead of time? Like no. this was a thing? No, I just like went to go start clapping and then... Like, no one else was doing it. So I just, like, back. <laughs> um, just crying. Well, you stand up. <laughs> yeah. You jump on stage. Oh, that's no, that's awesome. Um, so then after they were done those three songs from that one composer, they mm -hmm. actually, like, got up, bowed, left the stage. And I'm like, what the heck? There's still, like, there's more. And then 10 seconds later, they walk on again, bow, sit down, do all their adjustments, like, make sure they're sitting right and... And then they play the next one. So for each composer, they would get off the stage and then come back on. How long was this? It was two hours plus an intermission. Was it awesome? It was amazing. Did it feel like two hours? No. I was going to say, it sounds like something like your excitement level. Yeah. It sounds like something that probably <laughs> didn't feel like two hours worth of yeah, no. orchestra music. No, it was and like they're not mic'd or anything. Oh. It's just acoustic. But because the, the hall is so like acoustically engineered... Mm. Um, you can hear them, and I could even hear them breathe as they were playing. Like, it was wild. So, okay, was that your favorite attraction or experience or both? All of it. Yes. Wow. All of it. That's spectacular. Yeah. That is, uh, it's probably therapeutic in yeah. a way, too. <laughs> I can imagine that's probably one of those, like, okay, this is, this is, yeah. this is what I've, uh, yeah. I've listened to. Listening to it, yeah. and I thought for sure I was going to be the youngest person there. But I wasn't. There were was some younger people. Um, but yeah, I like I went there by myself. My friend lives in the Bronx. So I like took a subway an hour out to go go to the show. Went to it. Got some Chick-fil-A after because I was so hungry. And just a, out of curiosity yeah. now, first of all, Chick-fil-A, now you're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> it is lunchtime. <laughs> I'm going to the U.S. next week and I'm oh. going gonna, gonna to get some Chick-fil-A. I do. Eat it for me. 
um <laughs> i'll just get two and then just, just i'm not even hungry and like oh i gotta eat it now yeah um dang where's it going with that shoot what would you say just right at the end there uh yeah, chick-fil-a chick-fil-a and then the bronx yeah they, the bronx is it it's as they would call it's gentrified now right oh what does that mean it's like like the white people have moved in oh yeah like everything's cleaned up and it's good yeah. is that right well okay it's also a big area and i didn't see a huge part of it okay um i would say the area i was in was really safe there's a lot of young families okay. um and it was really close to a uh, college okay that just shows i mean kind of shows my ignorance okay. <laughs> on the topic <laughs> because somewhere i remember hearing that yeah. it, it became like it went from like a area that was known to be a little bit rougher mm. to becoming a more yeah. upscale and money oh, getting invested okay. into it and stuff maybe. like that and then maybe the people that were there yeah um relocated right um out of necessity because it couldn't <laughs> bad for business yeah bad for business that's what that's what i maybe had heard but i wasn't yeah. sure i was curious you yeah obviously i'm ignorant i've never been there yeah I you mean, actually I've, have been i've there. been to this like little tiny portion of it but um yeah i felt pretty safe well i'm taking your experience as yeah. the gospel so yeah i had before i left on my trip someone had told me they'd been to new york and went to the bronx and someone pulled a knife on them on the subway and i was like oh shit like Will I die on this trip? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> um, but like, no, it was so safe. I actually felt more safe there than I do in Winnipeg sometimes. Really? Mm -hmm. There was a. Um, I'm curious too. What it would it'd be something to experience? Um, that's one thing we I learned about Minneapolis too. Mm, oh yeah, Minneapolis is crazy. Yeah, we we uh, got told a lot mm. to just not go out at night. Yeah. Um, the last time we were there, we did go out at night, and it felt okay. Yeah. Um, You're also, we, dude yeah i'm curious but one of our friends actually got robbed oh, really? um, a few years ago yeah um coming home from like a sporting event or coming back to the place and whatever i think they even had a statistic last year or the year before about how much money got uh robbed from canadians going to uh blue jays games oh my gosh that year but um obviously too your experience has to be your experience mm -hmm. and the experience of us actually going out and being out at night, it wasn't bad. Right. Um, of course, I'm sure if you're looking for trouble or you weren't kind of using your head, yeah. again, also a girl probably would be a yeah. different situation. But dang, did you, it, like, it was good? Like, did you enjoy it? The trip? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, can I go back? It was hard to leave. It was so hard to leave. Did you see yourself living there? I could. Dang. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And, like, that shocked me. I was not expecting to love it as much as I did. But just seeing, I guess all the opportunity that there would be for work or even just a different lifestyle. Mm. Um, and like, I just met some really cool people too. And like met a, like talked to a guy on a subway for like a long time. Mm -hmm. That doesn't just happen. You know, that's cool. Yeah. So that's cool. Was like, the sub how was the subway? You know what? I actually situation? love subways. It's cool. Yeah. Have you ever subwayed? Uh, like I usually go with like an Italian urban cheese, like foot long. <laughs> that with, is the best bread. Yeah. With yeah. like steak. So it's my experience has okay. always been good. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've heard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I've never <laughs> been like just like trolley, like, like whatever trolley things or oh, whatever. Like the above grounds. Yeah, yeah. Never like underground like, oh, okay. to that capacity. No. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was overwhelming. I've like subwayed in Paris and Rome before. Mm. Um, so it's easier that it's in English for sure. Like in New York, that everything's in English. Um, but 
I don't know. I find it fun. You can just like you pop down underground, you get on a train, you pop up somewhere else. It's wild. I don't know. I find it it, magical. Does it feel fast? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's sometimes like depending on who's driving, I think like they'll just like hammer on the brakes. And if you're not ready, you'll you'll fall. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you you fall at all? No. Good for you. I know. Low center of gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since you shrunk. (laughs) Your life's been different. Yeah, right. Um, did you see any crazy things? Because I always, uh, mm. the, the little bit I've seen is just crazy videos. Oh, of, yeah. Like, stuff. Okay, actually, um, I was near the financial district one day, which is at the end of Manhattan. Okay. And all of a sudden, like, sirens are going off, which isn't uncommon. But, like, they wouldn't stop. And, like, right close to where I was, like, ambulance, police, fire trucks, like, nonstop. And I actually think, all of a sudden, there's a helicopter in the air. I'm like, what is happening? And they're like, people are getting out of vehicles and running. And I actually think I walked past the mayor because I was right by the city hall building. And there was this guy walking out with like security. And I think I walked right by the mayor. Um, But what had happened, I found out later, is a parking garage had collapsed. And like someone died. A couple of people got injured. But um, that was really close to where I was. So it was just interesting to see... I guess, like, the NYPD in full force. That's probably, like, that whole environment yeah. would be pretty spectacular. I mean, yeah. that's awful, you know. Yeah, obviously it's you don't so know. sad. Um, but, it's like, you don't, like, just, I had never seen so many police cars in my life. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I can't believe you'd live there. Like, good for you. Yeah, I mean, like, I say that now. Living there would be, that's different than vacation, right? But. Yeah, I think I can live in Mexico. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's, my brain says, that's where you belong, man. Yeah. <laughs> But, on the beach right oh <laughs> just like i don't know just it's like you said you experience something different than what you're used to and yeah. it's something freeing about it yeah something freeing as sad as it sounds about uh people not caring nearly yeah. nearly as much as yeah you think they do and in those situations you know yeah and then it also opens up your eyes to having the freedom to see opportunity and and the yeah mm-hmm. the beauty of the the place yeah rather than constantly almost being in your own head about yeah you know oh yeah coming home felt like how do i come home without putting on guilt and shame again mm. and just having to like mentally decide no i'm not going to pick it up how do you how do i do it yeah i just have to like when i feel it coming on saying like no i'm that's not for me to carry Good for you. That's, Sorry, I took that down again. We no, were good. going up and then I brought it back down. That's really good. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Easier uh, said than done, but. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to pretend I know. It's like incredibly tough, especially, yeah. It's always trying to figure out too, like those experiences that you learn from of, of how to carry that knowledge yeah. and actually apply it. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, this this gave me a perspective change. How do I apply that perspective change and not, I don't know if settle in is the right word because I think settling in assumes that we're in the in the line of time that we're staying stationary when it just doesn't work that way mm. it's like as i'm going now how do i apply this to the my trajectory um yeah that's the tough part it is so tough yeah if you figure it out can you let me know no, for sure you have me back on and i'll heck yeah well, i'm actually that's one thing i'm excited for i'm like mm. a little bit like there is a part of me that's like what are people going to say if i have someone on again like Ooh, do you know it. the judgment call but then it, i'm like 
hey what do i care yeah but that's this one thing for I'm, you <laughs> yeah i'm really looking forward actually to having people on again mm-hmm. to kind of sitting down with them and being like kind of they know what's going on now i kind of know right. what's going on now yeah. i know them a little bit and then and to your talk viewers again do too or your listeners right? yeah, yeah. And to connect with them and a lot of the the like even yourself like mm-hmm. this is the first time certain people are gonna hear a lot of things about i know you so it almost opens i'm feeling in my head opens the door for let's say you pop in here again yeah well now you're like Oh, I've said yeah. some of the hardest parts about yeah. me that I, I need to say. Now I can elaborate. I got time mm. to elaborate on all that stuff. Right. And like with more time and space too and healing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah ex- even if I came in six months or a year, like imagine and I'll it, be 30 by then. Yeah. And who knows? You could, <laughs> let's say you could, you have the freedom Yeah. to, I, I would hope you'd feel that you have the freedom to backtrack. Mm. You have the freedom to yeah. progress. Yep. You have the, you have the freedom to do all that. And yeah. then. I'd hope whoever this person is, like you yeah. included, would feel comfortable enough to do that because I think that's so relatable yeah. for someone to connect um, with what you're talking about, hear it, kind of process it for themselves, and then for you to come back and say, you know what, I thought this, uh, I think this a little bit now about that same thought, and I thought this, and this is what it's done for me. Mm, yeah, and like and, you have permission to say, oh, I was wrong about something. Yeah. Or like, oh, I changed my mind. Or I was right. Yeah, that Man, too. That, yeah, of course. I really confirm <laughs> that. I can't wait to to ju- jump into this next thing. Yeah, and just reaffirm someone that hey, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regardless. No, that, I'm. That's one thing I'm really actually is, looking forward to. Yeah, me too. So I'm going to come back. I'm Heck just yeah. going to say that. Heck now. Yeah, you just can't move to New York because I'm not doing <laughs> any of these over Zoom. Well, like if I give you good recording though, like I have equipment. Yeah, if you do good recording, but I, the one, my fear is like if I do a Zoom one. Yeah. I do just if the video's garbage. Oh no, like I could film it. We could just it would it would work. Okay. okay. Trust well, me. Yeah. So you're moving. That's what you're saying. You're like, I'm out. You're like, I'm 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 setting this up now. It's dang. It's I, well, so tempting. Well oh. Zach has offered his audio engineering skills to this podcast. Oh. But between him being here at 4 a.m. and sometimes staying till oh my gosh the depths of the night, yeah. I don't want to put that on him. Okay. But if you really, you know, you got to take a step back from all the stuff you're doing and you want to get into audio engineering. Sounds great. Um, I have, we could use, use you yeah. on the team. Okay, I think. sounds good. I have lots of time this summer, like barely any <laughs> weddings. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, none. Yeah. Um, okay. At the end of this thing. Yeah. Uh, I always give or want to give people the opportunity to kind of one kind of say what you're looking forward to coming mm. up um okay. and two, kind of shut out whatever you got going on whether it's your mm. personal stuff or even your business stuff whatever it is okay. just that opportunity um if you want me to put your instagram okay. your business instagram yeah. i'll tag it underneath here okay. but yeah you go ahead what do you hey. got what do you got going on in what the I future going on in the what future? can people look forward to yeah um what can people look forward to Mm-hmm. or what you can look forward yeah. to well people can look forward to watching me become my best self nice <laughs> yeah and i think something i want to say too is like if if anything i've said and you're listening to this you can relate to or you find like you're in a similar position and you don't have anyone to talk to please reach out like i want to be there for anyone who is going through something similar or like at the beginning of their journey or i don't know just know that you don't have to go through it alone. That's something I would say. Um, that wasn't your question, but too bad. Um, it was perfect. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but they can look forward to 
yeah, just watching me figure out my life again. And you're welcome. Whoever wants to come join me on this journey, like come hop on board. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's I it's gonna be a good ride. <laughs> that's one of the that's one of the best answers yet. The just looking forward to the journey of life. Yeah. Yeah, because it is exactly that. Cheesy as it sounds. Oh, I love cheese. Yeah, the cheese. Yeah, yeah. the cheese. <laughs> me too. Italian herbs and cheese, actually. Um and then where can they find you if they wanna they connect wanna find with you? Me, um in person. I live in Morden. <laughs> <laughs> you need any more you'll have to get to know you more yes uh, that's about it um but uh my instagram is at rhymeandrhythm.ca pain to spell good luck didn't think about that when i came up with my business name so just tag it um i sometimes post i should do better but that would be the place if you want to see my work or like see what i'm doing video wise that's where you'll find me cool yeah awesome we'll tag it below here too um uh that was awesome by the way thank you uh thank you guys for watching listening to to kayla's story listening to my great sense of humor and i hope you guys enjoyed this and uh i look forward to see you guys in the next one yeah we'll see you in a year yeah she'll be back <laughs> yeah awesome kayla <laughs> oh. hey.